What's going on, everyone? So I realized that over the past few months, I've been posting a lot of, like, sappy stuff. And, and I mean, it's definitely fulfilling stuff. You know, it's about life and everything like that. But I haven't really got back to my roots of why I started this in the first place. So today, today, it's story time. So today I'm going to tell you, I don't even know if I should be telling you this, but who cares? Whatever. I'm pretty sure it's public records anyway. I had to go to a psych ward. I didn't have to, okay, I chose to go to a psych ward, um, n- not anytime recently, this was a while ago, um, because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression, and, and someone just suggested going to a hospital and just seeing what's up, and I gotta tell you right now, I spent two weeks there, and it was the, oddly enough, some of the most entertaining two weeks of my entire life, so now what do you think of us? <laughs> it's just so hard to say this. When you think of a psych ward, right? You think of, you know, crazy people and straight jackets, and, and that's literally not what it was at all. I mean, yeah, there was a floor where people were crazy and losing their shit, but most of those people were just on drugs. Um, and then after they cool down a couple days, then they come up to where I was, and then they just chill. Literally, let me explain to you what we did. It was like a like a nice hospital, so it was like a hotel room. I had two dressers, two beds, and a roommate shower uh well actually <coughs> the shower was um was a public shower because you're not supposed to shower by yourself when uh you know when you're in that situation because it could be really bad um and a nice bathroom the door though yo so we didn't really have like a legit bathroom door it was just like uh this like styrofoam squishy thing that was, like, Velcroed on, and it had, like, two feet open on the bottom and two feet open on the top, so it was kind of awkward, but it's so you couldn't hurt yourself or, like, you know, uh, hang yourself, it's sad to say. Um, like, the door is just made out of, like, foam. Like, if you try to lean on it, it's gonna just fall down. So, um, yeah, there was that. That was interesting. But there was a couple people in there, like, they weren't... They weren't crazy. I mean, we're all crazy, but they weren't out of their minds like insane. But the paranoia was real. And, and the amount of drugs that they put you on while you're in there, like, you get paranoid as fuck, all right? So, I'm trying to think of, like, where I should start with this because there is so many stories. I mean, I should, just, I should just crack right into the main one. But that one, I just want to save that one. Oh, all right, let me pause this for a second. All right, let's start with, like, creative time. So there was an hour every day, hour to two hours. Actually, sometimes it was four hours. Every day where somebody would come in and they were, like, an art teacher or a music teacher. It was kind of weird and kind of nice at the same time. This guy came in. Very awkward person. Like, I don't want to sit here and talk crap about somebody, but this guy was very uncomfortable to be around. And to make it even better or worse, however you want to look at it, he had a guitar. That's right. He played the fucking guitar. So he would come in and sit down and there's like 20 of us in this room and this guy who I mean, he didn't have a, he had a better voice than than me, I guess, in the sense that he could hold a pitch better, but his actual voice, the way it sounded was horrible. So, yeah, he could sing in a sense, but it just, it just sucked. So anyways, 
it was really awkward as it was, you know, him just playing this fucking guitar in front of a bunch of people who literally hate themselves. Trust me, we all hated it. We hated ourselves. <laughs> we were just trying to enjoy our fucking lunch and go back to sleep. So, uh, what was I saying? Uh, so, yeah, so he played his guitar. And then one day he came in, and this he'd come in, like, once or twice a week. And I was there for two weeks. So the second week I was there, he came in. And um, and he had this guitar, and he sung a song called, I think it's called My Empire of Dirt. I, I That's the lyrics. I don't know if that's a song, but, you know, the lyrics are like, My Empire of Dirt, blah, 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 blah. I hurt myself today, blah, 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 blah. Now pause, real quick, rewind. That lyric, I hurt myself today. Okay, now you're talking about, like, suicide and you know, hurting yourself, or singing a song about it in front of a group of people who most of them are there because they either attempted suicide or they hurt themselves. So we obviously all lost our shit. And uh, let's just say that guy's not coming back. So, but let's just hop right into the main story. There was a goddamn undercover cop in the psych ward. And we don't really know why he was there, but he made things... Ag- he made things so uncomfortable. So I was happy up until the day he got there. So I was enjoying myself. I was finding peace. Uh, you know, I was relaxing, um, making friends, just trying to kind of, you know, balance myself out, you know, and get over the things that I was there for in the first place. And then one day I was there for, at that point, I think I was there for 12 days total. And that was the 10th day. The 10th day. Now listen to how weird this is. On the 10th day, um, I got a new roommate. And he was an old man who screamed and yelled. And we'll get into that another day. But it just so happened to, the nurses had offered me another room. I didn't ask. I was going to. They were like, you know, we think you should change rooms. Now granted... Trying to change rooms normally was extremely hard. They would never let you leave your room. Like, you wanted a new room? Too bad. You couldn't get it. But they were just like, hey, Nick, you know, why don't you just go take the room over there? It's all, all alone. So I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that, that's, that makes sense. I'll go do that. And I felt bad leaving the old man there, but he would just <clears throat> snore so loud and, and yell and scream, and I just couldn't. So I went into this new room, okay? It was like 11 o'clock at night at this point. Everyone was mostly sleeping. So I go to sleep and I wake up to a stranger sleeping next to me. Not in the bed with me, but in the bed next to mine. And now, normally that's not really that weird there because you would wake up with new people all the time. But here's the thing is they would, they would wake you up when they brought new people in. They wouldn't just bring them in. When they brought a new person in, okay, every time they brought a new person in, they would, uh, you know, turn the lights on, lay them in the bed, take their blood, uh, you know, do their blood pressure, temperature, give them medications, and you're, you're right next to them, so you, you wake up, you know what's going on. It happened a whole bunch of times while I was there. This time, nobody came in, and he was just laying there, staring at the ceiling, okay, he was awake, and I remember waking up. And looking over at him, and he just was staring at me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, right? 
So then he gets up and he's like, what's up, man? You know, I'm so-and-so. I'm not going to say any names. But he's like, I'm so-and-so. Nice to meet you. Very professional. Very serious. Very, you know, police-like. And um, I was just like, what? I was like, what is happening right now? He was super clean-shaven. You know, a cop. he was a cop. You know, 100%. And, um, you know, right off the bat, I was just like, oh. I was like, this is an interesting situation. I was like, this is, this is definitely an active officer right now. I was like, and he doesn't seem like he's here. For any reason, now first, I don't. You don't want to judge, okay? You don't want to judge somebody because you don't really know what they're there for. But this guy just—it just seemed like he was up to no good. So, anyways, um, so I get up and I, I was really fucking—I was so uncomfortable. So I, just, I left. He the way he was talking to me, I was just like, "This is weird." So I left the room. Okay, and I went and had breakfast, and I, I immediately grabbed my buddies and I was like, "Yo," I was like, "I woke up and there was some fucking strange dude next to me," and. Oh, that's right. No, he literally told me he was a cop. So I, I was like, he, I, that's right. I shook his hand and, and he's like, hello, I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm an ex-cop for, you know, this, this, that. And I'm like, interesting way to start a topic. I mean, to start a conversation, but cool. Good for you. Um, yeah, bye. And I left because I was, I was so paranoid, right? I don't want to get into details about why, but I left. Um, again, just for the record, this was a long time ago. So I, uh... And, and actually, it's not public record, but it doesn't matter. Everybody knows that I was there. You can't find it. Um, like, if you looked it up, if you looked up me at the hospital, you'd never find it. The only people who can see that I was there is, like, the FBI, the CIA. Um, cops can't see it. Any government government stuff can see it, but, uh, like, police and stuff like that and the public can't. They can't tell I was there. Um, it's just the way I had it set up. So, it's, it's so it doesn't affect your future. Like, if you, you know, if you're if you are a police officer... Or you're in the military, or you know you're a teacher. Like all those things can be affected if you go into a psych ward. So you can work it a certain way sometimes, to where as long as you do the proper procedure, um, it stays under the table, which is what I did. Because you know, well, we don't gotta get the details. So, anyways, I I walk out and I'm sitting at the table with my buddies, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, there's a fucking cop here," and I'm like, "And, and, I woke up with this guy staring at me." And, like, it was just so weird, right? Now, a couple of the guys that were in there were in there for assault charges. And, uh, and now, this isn't jail. This is a psych ward. But a lot of times what happens is, is if people get arrested, they freak out because they don't want to go to jail. So they, you know, they, they say they want to kill themselves and they get put in the psych ward. So there was a couple of guys there that had warrants for their arrest. And they were freaking out. They were like, oh, my God, he's here for me. He's here for me. He's here for me. But the whole time, this, this officer was just interested in me, which was weird. He was just staring at me. No matter where I was, he was he was just there. And I was like, yo, this is so... It got really uncomfortable really fast. So I wanted to find out who he was. I wanted to call some connections of mine and find out if he really was inactive or whatever. And um, so I went to go find his name. And lo and behold, there's no fucking name on his door. It just says his first... and It's just says his first initial. He cut off his last name. So you have these little name tags that go across um, your door. And he had cut it off, which was so fucking weird. So he had cut off the name tag, right? And um, that right there, I was just like, all right, that's fucking sketchy. So we, <laughs> so me and one of my... <coughs> sorry, one of my friends in there had decided that we're going to get this guy's name. And we're going to do it any way possible. So when you bring the lunch trays out... Okay, the lunch trays, 
um, they have your information, everything on the back of the ticket. When you get your food, like your social, your you can't erase that. Like it, it's on there. Okay, just the way it is. I forgot that it's got like your whole fucking life on it. Um, which is why everyone keeps them usually. They don't throw them out. But anyways, at first. Uh, he was standing up, and my buddy goes next to him, and he looks at the... You get, like, a little, you know, a little uh, hospital bracelet. It's supposed to have your info on it. And he looks at the hospital bracelet, and his name is cut off of that, too. Like, literally cut off. Like, you could, t- you could see that someone cut his name out. And I'm just like, all right, now it's getting really weird. Like, this guy clearly doesn't want anybody to know who he is. Like, we're all in here for the same reason, right? Or most of the reasons. And this is all anonymous anyway. Once you walk out of there, nobody can find your records of you being there. So it doesn't really matter who you are. Um, But some people are private, right? But this guy, he was so clean cut and cl- so clean shaven. I'm just like... And, like, he was writing on the walls. Like, he wrote, like, Merry Christmas because I was there for Christmas. And he wrote, like, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and, and you know, X-Recon, blah, blah, blah. His his unit for his uh, paratrooper, uh, his paratrooping unit because he was in the military. And, like, he just seemed way too, like, okay, you know? Nobody else there was, like, comfortable like that to just... That was his first day. He's just, like, walking around like he owns the place. I'm like, this is weird. And he seems perfectly fine. Like, I had a bunch of conversations with him. So I needed to get to know him a little bit. And he was just... He was perfect, okay? I'm like, nah, something's up with this, right? So... I ended up... What we did was, is we did the old switcheroo. So, while I went up to get my trays, me and my buddy kind of, like, we switched trays and, and ended up with his tray and switched one of things. That either way, we got his information, and I got his name, finally. And um, I called up people that I knew while I was in there, and I was like, hey, you know, can you run this guy's name for me? And I did, and it came up. He is who he says he is, and he worked for the department he said he worked, but there was no active or inactive status. Which means he's either undercover or he's active. So, because his information, on when you pull up, like, at someone's information, like, if they're undercover or whatever, like, it's not really going to show up like that. So, anyways, I couldn't find him anywhere. I looked him up all over the place. I knew where he worked. I confirmed that. But I couldn't find his information anywhere. There's no pictures of him, nothing. I'm like, this is weird, right? So then, <laughs> okay. So then, um... I overhear him talking to the psychologist or whatever that was in there, and they weren't talking about anything except for the fact that he was there because the prosecutor's office was upset with something. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a reason to be here. That sounds like you're here looking for somebody, which is what he was. He was there looking for someone. So, I'm about to leave now. Um, this is the second day, uh, the, the last day I was there, and I got my discharge paperwork. And the second I got my discharge paperwork, things got real sketchy real fast, all right? He came up to me, okay? Like, I, didn't, I did not acknowledge his existence, okay? I was out trying to go on the phone, and every time I turned around, he was right behind me. He was following me through the whole hospital. I'm not joking. At first, I was like, maybe it's just a coincidence. Then, like, every five minutes, I'd turn around, and, and I'd move purposely, and he'd be there. And I started getting really upset, really uncomfortable, and really mad. But I didn't want to react because, you know, he's a police officer and he's clearly stable minded and not there for mental health issues. So I was like, last thing I want to do is piss this guy off. So as I'm getting my stuff to leave, he gets on the phone and he makes a couple of really interesting um, phrases. 
to whoever was on the other line, and it just seemed really fucking weird. And I'm like, oh, all right, he's literally, he's here because he, he's, he's trying to get one of the guys that were in there. I don't know who it was, but, um, and then he comes up to me, right, as I'm about to leave, and he, he shakes my hand, and he goes, don't worry, Nick, everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck are you, right? And then two minutes later, I get a phone call, and they go, he's active, okay? So this guy told everyone he was retired, and he wasn't. He was active. And I was like, shit. Someone's about to get busted in here. And I was like, I don't want that someone to have. I don't want that to happen while I'm here. So I, I told my buddy, and I was like, yo. I was like, this guy is clearly talking to somebody on the outside, and he's going to try to bust one of us, or not, I wouldn't say me, but somebody in there. We were all leaving that day. So he's like, he's going to try to bust. I'm like, he's going to try to bust somebody. I'm like, you're going to walk out that door, and you're gonna, someone's going to get arrested. Because he can't do it. He legally can't do it while you're in the hospital. Okay, he can't have his guns, his cops, or nothing while you're in there. It's, it's just not allowed. It doesn't matter who you are. You can't bring it in. So, and he has, so he has no authority in there. Because legally, legally, you're not supposed to know we're in there. Nobody on the outside, unless they're your friends or family, are supposed to even know you're there. Police, nobody. So, he can't do anything technically until you walk out the door. So, we're all like, shit, who's going to get arrested? Like, someone's going to walk out that door and then, boom, tagged. So, the, 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 the... Hour comes that I'm leaving, right? And it was like, you know, relaxed time, so they turn all the phones off. So you legally, you can't make a phone call. The phones don't work. And then the only phone that does work is the wireless phone. So I'm like, all right, listen, I'm going to leave right now so that this guy can't make any phone calls and tell anybody when I'm leaving. All right, because I don't know what he knows about me or what he doesn't know about me, but I know a lot about him and I don't want this guy on my ass. I was like, I suggest everyone does the same. So I said my goodbyes, I pretended to go in my room. And I dipped. I just fucking... I ran out the door. I left all my stuff there. And I just fucking left. And, um... Because I just want to get the fuck out of there. I was so paranoid. And I was like, I don't have time for this. So I came back like three weeks later and got my stuff. Because um, I didn't have anything important with me. But, here's what I did before I left. To help everybody else out. I went up to my buddy, the same one that helped me get this guy's information. I was like, yo. I was like, go grab the fucking phones. The wireless phones. And hide them. So that... He can't make any calls while we leave. Because whoever he's talking to on the outside is probably a cop who's going to probably bust who's ever in trouble, right? Because, like I said, we confirmed he was there to try to bust somebody. Why? I don't know. It's fucked up. The fact that you would go in there and, and, and mess with somebody. Like, just mess with everybody in there. Like, it's just, everyone was so uncomfortable. But anyways, so my buddy did that. We hid the phones. And the, the time we left, the phones were hidden. And the uh, the one phone that is right by the room, like there's a it's a phone that's like connected to the wall, was shut off for an hour because it's just it's quiet time, so no one can call in or out. So we left right then and there, and I called back two hours after I left, and the person I spoke to said that he was going bonkers when we left. He was running around looking for the phone. The second we walked out the door, he was looking for the phone. He was pissed. Like, he was yelling, at, you know, trying to find the phones. Like, he really needed to get a hold of whoever was out there the second we left, so. Long story short, motherfucker was an on-duty officer at the hospital trying to arrest somebody. And to this day, I still have no idea. Um, but I did find out everything I needed to know about him. And uh, so, yeah, that's my story. And if any of the guys or girls that I was in there with are listening to this, because I know some of you <coughs> follow me, sorry, I'm just a little sick, um, I miss you guys, 
And uh, I had a oddly fun time while I was there. And this this particular um <laughs> this story has been a long time coming. But what I'm going to try to do is after this story, I'm going to try to post some more stories about my time in there. Now, like I said, I won't use anybody's names. Don't worry, nothing like that. So everyone have a great day.